Hello and welcome to Reconnection, the podcast all about spirituality, personal growth, and lifestyle. I'm Elizabeth and I am here to help guide you to reconnect and realign so that you can become your most authentic and worthy self. Every week, you will get insight and inspiration so you can grow and glow. Hello and welcome back to Reconnection. And you know what? We're just going to get right on in to the weekly wrap. And basically what happened this week was just an emotional, an emotional machine, an emotional roller coaster of emotions. (laughs) That is the best way I could say that. So you know what? You're going to have to get over it because that's how it was set. But anyways, yeah, so it was just like a roller coaster of emotion. And for the longest time, I was getting the message to be still, to be still, to be still. And I was like, girl, we're hitting ignore. I do not want to hear that. No, thank you. And so I finally just got to this point where I was just like, you know what? We're going to we're gonna be still. We're going to take a moment of br- a breather and just delete the IG and be still and really just focus on what the hell that I want. And always when I do this, I, it always shows me where I'm still resisting. And for me, I'm working a lot on like money blocks right now and doing all that type of stuff. And I was like, oh shit, we got like six more layers that we had to uncover. I thought we were good, but I guess hashtag we were not. So I definitely was doing all of that. I gained a lot of clarity and I don't know, just being still has this beautiful, beautiful reflective moment of everything that's around you. And it almost acts like a mirror and it really just forces you to go within. And I recommend that to anyone who's like feeling overwhelmed, feeling like there's a lot of emotion coming up or feeling stuck. Always just go and just take a day even to just be still and just turn everything off and really focus what's going on in you or just even just be with a community of people. And that can be really fun. I feel like I'm talking really quiet, but I probably not. But you know, we're gonna go on. We're gonna go on. And anywho, so with that said, during my moment of stillness, my few days of the quiet, I ended up creating a winter solstice offering. And the winter solstice is on the 21st of December. And if you're in the northern hemisphere, that is when it's going to be kind of like the dark night of the soul for the earth, you know, it's just going to be real dark that day. And uh, I got them, I went in the records, I was like, you know what, we're going to learn about what I can take away from it. And the messages that I received were really powerful and I wanted to share it with everyone else. And so I made a little guide for you guys to navigate this time. And what it really is, co-alongs with that stillness idea. Everything might be still on the surface. It might So picture this like glass of ice, this glass of ice, picture like a lake and it's completely iced over or a pond on top. It looks like not much is happening. It looks like everything's kind of dead. Things aren't, there's no like really much wildlife happening. You don't really see maybe one or two birds. If that, the trees are bare, like we got not much happening, but when you go underneath the surface, things are still moving, but they're in a more slower, they're in a more richer pace. And when I was shown in the records, it was kind of like this rainbowy pattern of like 
flickers of light dashing in and out and everything's slowly magnetizing under the surface and it's really coming into fruition whether you realize it or you don't and likely you don't and so that was something that came through and I was like whoa and I go a lot more into that in the winter solstice guide which you can get and that will also be linked in the show notes if you're like hell to the yeah i'm ready to be like a winter solstice queen call me elsa seriously have you guys have not seen frozen 2 go see that movie it's so good it's so good but yes so <laughs> that is pretty much what the winter solstice is it's this time of renewal it's this time of rebirth and it's time of really just grounding in to who you are and to what you want and getting clear on what it is that you need to let go of and what you need to take back in your power. And it's just this beautiful, beautiful space that you can do to use it. And so that is the pretty much the first announcement. So if you're interested in getting that, it will be linked in the show notes, like I said. And also the last announcement I have is that if you would like to have an Akashic Records reading with me for the end of the month or even into January 2020, isn't that crazy? We're almost in 2020. But anyways, if you want to have a reading with me in January of 2020 or the end of this month, I do have some spots available and that will also be linked in the show notes. So if you're like, yo, I want an Akashic Records reading so I can start off this new year correctly, then hello, you've come to the right gal. So <laughs> that is pretty much all that has gone down this week. And Let's just get into this good episode. So today we are talking with Willow Rising. She's a self-taught human design reader. She's an energy worker and she really preaches about self-care and she really helps people master their energy. And I really enjoyed this conversation with her because her take on human design is feels very unique and very different and it focuses a lot more on the body, which you'll definitely hear about in the episode. So yeah, if you're like, let's listen to some human design stuff. This episode is for sure for you. And without further ado, here you go. All right. So welcome back to the Reconnection Podcast. And today we are joined with Willow Rising, and she is a human design reader, energy worker, and a self-care practitioner. And I am so intrigued by everything you offer and the way you speak about human design. It feels very unique and authentic to you. And But before we get into all of that, I'm really curious to know about what your cosmic profile is, like your astrology and your human design type. So I am an Aries Sun, Virgo Moon, and Capricorn Rising, and I am a projector, a 5-1 energy projector. Interesting. I honestly don't know much about all that, but I, I just like to know. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> cool. what, is your, what is your cultural background and upbringing? So I am a big sister. I have seven siblings, um, oh and I'm the oldest. Uh, and, um, uh, my family is pretty eclectic, I like to say sometimes. Um, so I'm mixed race and I am, um, African American, Italian, and Japanese. Um, and so, yeah, I've, I've, um, had a very blessed experience being able to, uh, have so many different, like, lines, uh, 
bringing my family together. Um, so, so yeah. Yeah, it's really unique heritage that all came together. So, so how did you get into human design? My friend forwarded me an email, <laughs> um, and we were both super, super nerdy about the Myers-Briggs, uh, like the personality test. And so she had heard about human design through this email newsletter she got, forwarded it to me, and was like, I think we'd be into this. Had no idea what it was, um, but we were very curious. And when I entered my information into my birth chart, um, or for, to, to get my birth chart, to run my chart, uh, I didn't, I was so confused. I was totally overwhelmed by what I saw. <laughs> um, human design is so complex. But, um, when I read the description, I just felt like my whole body just like lit up. Like I felt very seen. Um, which is also a very projector thing, like to feel mm. so seen. But um, from that moment, I was just like very curious. It sparked, sparked my curiosity. And um, I've been just researching and Googling and studying it um, ever since and experimenting with it in my own life. Um, yeah, at one point I even like was like, I'm so over this. This isn't for me. Um, and then I quickly realized, like, no, I actually do still like it and want to keep playing with it. So what got you to that point where you're like, oh, I'm going to take a break from this. It's too much. Hmm. So. Um, well, so I'll back up and just say, like, human design is a whole uh, system that's um suggested you experiment with it so it's not a personality type uh it's not a personality typing quiz it's really um its own unique system it's a natal chart system so your chart is run uh based on your um birth information and um it it gives you insight into the way that your energy is designed to thrive um, into the way that you can experience ease and flow and really alignment in your life. Um, and so it's human design has this whole thing that's called your strategy. And your strategy is really like the way that your type in particular can um, operate in the world on an energetic level, the way that you can really engage with others in alignment. Um, and so for me, I was experimenting with this and I'm using air quotes. Um, I was experimenting with this and really just trying to figure out what it meant for me. But at the time that I, I ended up just getting so burnt out because I was so attached to the outcomes that I wanted to experience. At the time, I wasn't willing to consider like, I've got a lot of identity attached to what I'm trying to do. And actually at the time that was, I was really into starting my own art business. Art for me was also very much a big part of my upbringing. Um, my grandmother was an artist and I just always felt like it was a dream that I never really committed to. And so for me, when I landed upon human design, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to do art now. Like, and now I know how to do it. Like, I'm going to do it and I'm going to, like, be amazing and whatever. But I started to realize that who I had grown into and who I had become 
was no longer the artist that little me dreamed of being. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that took a lot of time for me to like release um, because I was so connected to this idea of me being an artist. And so I say all of that because I was, I had all that going on in my head and I was also trying to figure out what the heck human design meant and how I could make flow in my life and how I could experience ease and create my business. But really I was just running into a lot of resistance. And um, so at the time I, I was just like, you know, forget this human design thing. I'm going to let it go. Um, and ultimately when I realized uh, this is actually more my personal resistance and my own um, or not my resistance, but my, uh, an opportunity for me to release this whole like attachment to being an artist because it wasn't lighting me up. I got to a point where I realized this actually isn't fun. <laughs> I loved making art at one point in my life um, and thought I'd do it on a professional level, but I actually no longer want to do that. Mm-hmm. So the me that I was, the present me, had to I was able to uh, shift into what I'm doing now. Yeah, that that speaks a lot to me, too, because it's hard to let that like ego part of like part of you want to go because you've been holding on to it so long. You've created that whole dream life and have like letting it go and doing something else that can be really scary. So that's really amazing that you took that time to really analyze it and look at that from that point of view. Because it's definitely not easy. So uh, could you briefly go over what the five types are in human design? Yes. So uh, the types, there are five types. And um, I just definitely want to emphasize, again, it's not a personality test. So if people are listening and they're like, that doesn't even sound like me, um, that can happen. And also, really, that is like... uh, This is really a suggestion as to how your energy is designed to thrive and the way that it was designed to express itself in the world. Um, So there are five types, as I mentioned, and there uh, we'll start with one, which is the manifester. This type is really designed to. These are the 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 ones who have just like a great vision for the world or a great, um, they're visionaries and they're really capable of, um, pioneering and, um, forging ahead. And the thing is a lot of times manifestors are so, um, radically independent and this can actually very, be very challenging for them because misunderstand that that independence um that's just innate and the reason they're able to be so independent is because that's exactly how they're designed to be and exactly the way that they're um intended to express themselves and and manifest and uh manifest their their being and um a manifester who is not in their power will often feel afraid of expressing their fullness and their full independence. Um, and so another interesting thing about human design is that 
we're I'm sorry I feel like I'm like all over the place (laughs) no you're good I'm learning so much right now (laughs) okay so I'm I'm just gonna flow I had something pop up on my screen I'm sorry you're gonna have to edit this part (laughs) okay okay so um okay so a thing about human design as well is really that it's a tool that helps us realize that we're exactly who we're meant to be so manifestors are here to be that uh radically independent individual and not everyone's going to get them but that's that's perfectly fine and that's like totally right that um you know like authenticity is polarizing not everyone's gonna um be drawn to their ideas and their uniqueness but the ones who do are going to totally get on board okay so the next type is the generator type and um this type they are fiercely loyal because they have the capacity to um really commit to the things that they involve themselves with and this is because they have energy that can just sustain they're very high energy individuals and um their energy can really really last. This is what enables them to commit to a project and follow it through to the end, no matter the ups and downs that come along the way for that particular project. Um, But the thing is that generators can often get into a trap of committing to the things that they like they can do, but they don't actually love. So generators can often get really, really, um, just caught up in doing things just because they can, because they've got the capacity. Um, and other people might even put things on, on someone that they know is a generator. Not, and none of this is like conscious or even obvious. Um, but it's just the, the energetics of, of what might be happening. Um, and so a generator, a generator's like lesson is really to learn to commit to the things that actually bring them pleasure and bring them joy. Um, Generators who commit to their happiness are able to literally generate like just pure, vibrant, joyful, infectious energy that is really life-changing and and will um, really radiate out to all the people that are around them in their sphere of influence. And so like, we don't want generators who feel stuck or frustrated or bogged down um, by the things that they have to do. We want empowered generators who are really, truly excited about life and, um, and f- like, like just so lit up by what they're doing that we can all um, bask in the glow of, of their sun. Um, and so the next type is a manifesting generator. And you're actually a manifesting generator type, so I'd be curious to know how it resonates with you. But um, so the manifesting generator type, I'll also say this about it. Um, some practices say that there are only four types and that technically the manifesting generator is a generator type. I understand that thinking and I think that um, it could be like classically true, like um traditional human design teachings will will say that uh but i just in my practice i consider the manifesting generator its own type 
because um, man gens, manifesting generators have their own energy. There, it's it's totally different from um, the way that a generator might go about things. And so the manifesting generator really is a hybrid of manifestors and generator types. And these individuals are really here to completely be committed to their uniqueness and be able to express their uniqueness in a way where literally the life that they're manifesting is quite unique. So manifesting generators are also very high energy individuals who have the ability to multitask at a level that other people just might not necessarily be able to keep up. Um, but what manifesting generators often need to learn is to go. I, I recently came to this of just like going where the wind is blowing. So a manifesting generator might be doing something and then think that like it's the best thing ever and be really like, I'm going to like commit to this for like three months. And then like actually, you know, by the second week, you're not into it anymore. And then something else has caught your attention that you're like so about. Well, like an aligned and vibrant manifesting generator is going to like honor that and flow with those that wind wherever it's flowing and allow themselves to not have to commit to the degree that they might have thought they had to and really just allow themselves to like sample their passion along the way. Um, because what all of that like uh, mixing and dabbling and experimenting and taste testing of different things is doing is allowing you to come up with your own um, and with their own unique way of doing things. Um, manifesting generators can often do things super fast because, excuse me, because they've worked out uh, the shortcuts, like they figured out the way to do things in a way where they can just bypass having to follow every single instruction. This can be great when it works out, but also they might find themselves having to go back and repeat steps because they moved a little too fast along the way. But that's part of the amazingness of the manifesting generator. Um, they're really here to teach us and innovate and show us how we can do things better um, in, a, in a new way. The fourth type is the projector type. So this is the type that I am. These are individuals who um, are really able to see deeply into other people, into problems, into um, systems, and really are able to um, see the big picture solve the problem and distill it down into easy to understand or um, just bite-sized uh, information um, into digestible information for others. And so projector types can often feel um, like the opposite is true for them. Like, so, so because of their gift of being able to see deeply into others, they're often able to um, they're super good at being guides and helping steer energy and helping um, give people advice or suggest ways of doing things that will be also innovative and supportive and helpful. But a projector who's um, unaware of this 
might often think that they actually need to work, 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 work. And all that work is actually bringing them down and exhausting them. Because something that's unique about the projector type and uh, within the types is that um, projectors are uh, quite sensitive in that they don't necessarily have the same energetic capacity as the generator who can sustain over long periods of time. Um, projector types actually work best in short bursts where they're able to be efficient in that time frame, but then they are going to need time to rest. So a projector who is working, working, working all the time um, is actually really draining themselves. And so we need like well-rested projectors who are able to um, understand their unique gift and understand their power and their superpowers and who are really like showing up for the life that they desire. So the last type is the rarest of the types. Um, this type is the reflector type. They would have like um, what's called energy centers. These are shapes on the human design chart. Uh, and theirs would be all white. Um, reflectors have the sort of aura and the sort of energy that can really sample the energy of the world around them in a really um, distinct way, so much so that they can really feel that energy on a very personal level. Um, and, and what this what an empowered version of this does is give people the ability to um, Reflectors are able to really mirror to their community and to their to their friends, to their community at large and to the world, um, the health of that environment. So, like, we want to see happy and vibrant reflectors, um, a reflector who's not necessarily in their power and just uh, might be really overwhelmed by this level of sensitivity would be taking on that energy and then internalizing it and, and making it their own when really a reflector is just um is just here to sample it is just here not to internalize it and through that sampling of that energy they're really able to become super wise about um those in their lives and are really able to express um their own uh light and shine their own light um when and in, when they are in friendships and in communities and especially in literal environments that feel good and nourishing and supportive to them. So <laughs> that was like a very uh, brief overview of all the types. There's a lot of nuance into it. Again, there are like so many layers to human design, but the type is really like the tipping point. It's the very... Um, first entryway into human design and understanding what it means for you. Yeah, definitely. Like even hearing you talk about the manifesting generator, I was just like, yep, definitely. That is me right there. <laughs> and it also just learning about these types. It really helps me like learn about like my family and how their energy works. Both my siblings are projectors. So I was always like, let's do this, 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 this. And they're always like more calm and chill and be like, let's 
just rest. <laughs> so yeah, just learning even that is just like put all these like puzzle pieces together. So it's just like, oh, that's how your energy works. And now I know how to interact with you better and just like accept you more as who you are just because of that. So yeah. Yes, totally. Yeah, I really enjoy that. So like with those types, like how do you use your energy and how do you like integrate that into your life? I know that can be really different for all of them, but is there like a certain way? Yeah. So, so I'll um, share my, my take on it. Um, so I came to human design also at the time where I was studying like energy work and trying to figure out what, what is energy. And so um, my perspective on this is really like, I think that human design can really show us um we're all a lot more sensitive than we might have originally thought. Like we, I believe that we all have the capacity to notice energy, to read energy, to feel it. Um, and I think our human design gives us an invitation to start tuning in to what our body is saying. I am quickly interrupting this amazing conversation to let you know that I have a winter solstice offering for you. So if you're like, yeah, I want to bring the winter solstice in style, this guide aligns you with your highest self by equipping you with rituals, guided meditations, and journal prompts that you can use to gain clarity, create space, and create better intentions for this coming year. So if that is something you're interested in, you can head over to underthewillowtree.coast and then just look under shop. Otherwise, it will be linked in the show notes as well. Now back to the conversation. And so beyond um, getting familiar with your type, which I definitely think is like the next step, but I would even just um, say to people, like, just start, take a week and just start noticing how your body feels. Like, just start noticing, because your body is, like, your um, guide of, of, it's the thing that's speaking to you. It's how you can know, um, it's how you can sense energy. It's through your body. And so if you just start paying attention to the way that your body feels when you're in different situations, or if you feel like you've all of a sudden gotten intuitive hit, or... Um, you're in a room and you notice that actually you might be sensitive to the emotional energy of other people. Um, these are all things to start becoming aware of just as like a very first step before you even get into the complications. And, and while it's fun, human design can also be totally complicated. So like before you even go there, it's just like a baby step. It's really just starting to notice and be mindful of how your body feels Um and also to notice, like, are you actually happy? Are you actually enjoying your life? Um, and I, I, I think that's a huge part of energy, because if you're not enjoying the things that you're doing, you're going to have low energy. So um, I feel like human design is this amazing, super mystical, magical thing that has totally transformed my life. And I've seen it transform other people's lives, but also it's so technical. So like bare bones, super basic. This is a tool to point you to towards your pleasure and your happiness. And so it's like, 
you don't need something to tell you are you happy that's something you can you can tune into yourself um to to figure out you know does my life feel good do i feel good in my life and um i would say it really just starts as simple as tuning into your body for that yeah i really like that because your body does tell you a lot of what's happening what's going on what feels good where's energy like still being stagnant and whatnot so yeah i really like that answer so when we go into human design, there's like a lot of, I guess, like waiting for a response to do something like for a generator or a manifesting generator like myself, like you're supposed to wait for a response and you feel lit up, then you should probably do it or like a projector, wait for the invitation or manifestor, like go after whatever's going for you <laughs> like that. So, <laughs> yeah, so I know for me, that can be difficult to be like, oh, let's listen to our gut for this instead of listening to our head. So what would you recommend on like deconditioning that so you can like really be more in tune with your energy? Yeah. So the strategy thing, that's what you were talking about when you were describing like waiting to respond or uh, waiting for the invitation or informing for manifestors. So um that's a level of human design that I did not understand what it meant for me personally for a long time. Um, and I even am like still kind of learning um, and giving myself more permission to really play and experiment with what that means for me instead of um, what I used to do, especially when I was getting burnt out by human design um, instead of uh seeing it as a rule book this is really the part of human design where you can have the most freedom to experiment to see what do these things mean for me um but so i would suggest for someone who is looking at their strategy and just feeling like i don't even know where to begin i would actually say like let's take it a step back and just start tuning into um I mean, kind of like what I just shared, just start tuning into what feels good to you, because that is really what um, uh, this whole thing is about to me. It's really like aligning you with the um, the things that feel good to you and trusting that your body is actually leading you there and that your body holds wisdom and that your body is guiding you um, instead of like you were saying, like having to trust or having to come up with it all in your mind. So learning how to discern the difference between your ego and the mind uh, is really a really good way of just starting to be able to tell when you're caught in a moment of fear versus when you've just got an intuitive hit, like go do that thing. Um, compared to, uh, I'm trying to think of an example. When you're in like a, an ego, um, and this is no shame on the ego, like I actually love my ego and I'm not even one of those people that's like about ego death or anything like that. I, the ego is like totally a human part of us that is totally. human. Um, but, but when you're caught, when the mind is caught in a moment where it thinks it has to figure everything out, like the mind is made for that. The mind is good at, 
um, problem solving and sorting and distilling information and daydreaming and imagining. But the mind is not good for decisions. And so that's what your human design authority is, um, is for. It's the part of you that is telling you um, and leading you to exactly what is right for you. It's the part of it's that lets you know, like, this is your yes and this is your no. But so the mind, when we're using the mind in a way um, that's really led by the ego, the mind is just trying to figure things out. And it thinks that it has to make our decisions. But actually, your body is leading you to the the resolution. Your mind is only um, is and is best at sorting and categorizing. It can give you, well, here's plan A and here's plan B, but it's not going to tell you which one to go with. Um, that has to come from within, from a very like fr- from our bodies, from the part of us that's, that's leading us. So. I feel like your perspective on human design, I feel like it's a lot different because I feel like you're talking more about like the body and how that works energetically. And I usually, I don't know, like other accounts I see, they don't really talk that much about the energetic part of it and really listening to what's going on in your body in that moment at that time. And I really think that's interesting on how you put that. Oh, thank you. Um, I mean, I, so I am totally self-taught, but uh, I I do think that this human design started to come together for me in a in a different way than what I was seeing as well, um, because I really started to approach it from the perspective of energy work, and so I was really coming from um, this background of just like trusting my intuition and um, feeling into things and just finding flow without any of this human design stuff. Um, but what I realized was that. Not everyone experiences their intuition in the same way. And so human design kind of gives me um, more insight and, and context for people who experience their intuition through their gut or through a glowing in their heart. Or um, uh, some people, like, they don't even feel a very immediate in the, know, in the moment intuitive hit. Some people actually, and these are people who have emotional authority, which you have. Um, yes. <laughs> so uh, these are the people who um, you don't necessarily get an instant knowing in the moment, especially when you're making decisions. Um, and so what this is, uh, what that showed me is that, like, not everyone gets that instant hit where I feel like I get that. I just get a very direct knowing. People with emotional authority actually need time to process and become clear about things, and especially emotionally clear. So just to go into your authority and to tell you, um, it's likely that uh, when you're presented with an opportunity or something to do, you might feel, and let's imagine this is like a medium-sized opportunity. So it's not like, do you want to go to lunch with me? It's more like, hey, would you like to be involved in this project? Um, you know, it's got some weight to it. It's likely that, like, if it's actually something that you're totally attracted to and that, like, really lights you up, 
it's likely that in that moment you'll want to say like a hundred percent yes like just yes this is for me like everything about this is so me like and it'll just feel like a hundred percent yes but then um if you give yourself the space to not say yes right when you feel that hundred percent yes but you give yourself like just even just to start like a day to sleep on it or a night to sleep on it, um, you might find that you're, you're, you sink into a low, an emotional low. And so this will be a space where you're feeling low, and um, particularly around this decision. You're seeing all of the things that could possibly go wrong. You're just feeling like, no, like, this is so not for me. Um, what if this happens? There might be a lot of fear and panic and anxiety. Um and, and you're just seeing all the possibilities play out. Just like when you are at an emotional high, you're seeing like all the possible ways this could really work. If you give yourself more time, so let's imagine you give yourself another night, you'll eventually come to a place where you're emotionally clear. That, that charge, that emotional charge you felt around that decision will, will, will clarify. It'll, you'll, it'll, you'll no longer be emotionally charged. The thing about people's emotional authority is that you're looking for that yes, that's like 80% yes. You're not looking for the 100% yes, because like you've experienced, you can really see all the possibilities of how a certain commitment can go. But what you are looking for is a reflective, measured yes. And you really want to find the yes that sustains. The yes that was a yes at the beginning, a yes and continued to reveal itself to you as a yes because that's the thing that your energy um really wants to give itself to when you're being faced with a decision and this is really for all the types but when you're being faced with a decision what that is um what that really is is asking yourself do i want to give my energy to this it's like saying is this worth my energy um I'm kind of rambling here, but like your energy is really precious. And um, that is something that became clear to me when I realized I was giving myself to things and I actually didn't like my life because I was giving myself to the things that I didn't like. I was friends with people I wasn't actually like in love with being friends with. I was committing my time to things that I actually didn't want to do. <laughs> um but um, when I started to make shifts in my life around the way that I was spending my energy, that's when I was able to experience more joy, more pleasure, and actually be happy um, because I started spending my energy in a uh, more fulfilling way. Mm. So <laughs> that was started with emotional authority. But does that part resonate with you? Does that make sense? Oh, Definitely. Yeah. In that moment, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I want to do that. And then like two days will pass and be like, did I really want to do that? Yes, <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that definitely resonates. Which, um, did you say authority? Yeah. Which authority are you then? So I have splenic authority. Okay. Um, which is uh, one of the authorities where it is very in the no in the moment. It's like, You'll just know, even if you don't necessarily have the words for it. And um, the lesson for people with splenic authority is really like to trust themselves in the moment, because 
Sleeping Authority people might feel fear, <laughs> like right mm-hmm. after they they've got the hit about whatever it is. But it's just to recognize, like, actually, no, like, trust yourself. That was was right. That was it. Um, so there are six authorities in human design. Um, be a lot, a lot to go through. But um, <laughs> each of them really, really are so different, which I think, I think for people who are new to human design, look at your type and, and look at your authority. And your authority is really going to indicate how you come to your yes and your no. So, like, don't even get caught up in the strategy part. Just start getting familiar with your energy type and um, your authority, which is how your intuition speaks to you. Um, yeah, because they're all so different and unique, which um, really shows me how, like, intuition is so broad we all experience that in a unique way and i think human design helps give you language and really like it's a framework for being more in tune with your intuition and with your energy totally we all experience it and like on such a different level like you were saying like because i might experience it one way you might experience it a completely different way and just being able to recognize that and be able to use it in your own life is so special and so powerful because it can really just dramatically change how you interact with the world and yourself. Mm-hmm. So what has been like a challenge for you to integrate your own type, your own profile into your life? So I'll share one that is present for me right now, um, which is uh, particularly in my business, um, the fear of being seen. Um, which is actually pretty funny because uh, I kind of touched on this earlier, but projectors, for projectors, being seen is super important. Projectors need that recognition for them to feel like, um, uh, and again, this is not from an egoic place, but it really is just like, just on an energetic level, that recognition is what helps fuel them. It gives, it like mm-hmm. bolsters their energy. Um, and so recognition is good. At the same time, I find it's the Gemini full moon today, but uh, I find that um, I just had a lot of fear around being seen, like not being seen for exactly who I am, which is, you know, not this like perfect person who's got all the right words for things and um you know is gonna say everything perfectly but really like I'm just a human and and so um that is something that I'm actually really working on right now and one of the ways that I am releasing that fear and stepping into something new is by just making an effort and an um, intentional effort to show up on my Instagram and in my business and by literally like recording myself and taking pictures of myself, which is something that I would ordinarily be so uncomfortable with. Um, But now I'm just like, no, like if I want to be seen as a projector, um, if I want to be seen, I have to make myself visible. Mm. And so that is like the, the way that I am, um, that's something I'm challenging myself on right now. That's an area that I'm really stretching myself. 
girl, you're going to be super powerful. And the next year, you're going to be like all over the Instagram. We're going to be like, yes. Amen. I receive it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited to see it because I really enjoy the stuff that you put out now, like your videos that you're putting out. And I'm just like, yep, I resonate with everything. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. Yes. So I really I'm just enjoying what you're saying. And I know we talked a little bit briefly about a bit of my design. So could you if you have anything more that you'd like to share about it? Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I would love this. And it's 444 p.m. where I am. (laughs) (laughs) So I always just take those things as like little winks from the universe. I don't uh, necessarily um, hold anything super drastic to that but I just think it's a little nod um so I'm going into chart reader mode um so the very first thing that I see in your chart is um your undefined self-center which is for people who might be looking at a human design chart um it's the diamond in the middle and uh this is um if you were to look at it closely it's got the numbers like one and seven and 25 in it Um, So this is the one right in the middle of the chart. The self-center is like a compass. It's like your um, internal compass and like knowing of uh, how to um, make your next step. And it's like the thing that's like guiding you. So I'm going to contrast this by talking a little bit about people who have who have a defined self-center. So this is from people who have it the opposite of you. Um, who have it in color and if they're looking at like mybodygraph.com or genetic matrix or one of those sites they'll see it in yellow so for people who have the yellow diamond um the yellow defined identity center they will like know who they are and where they're going they just might not know how to get there um so i often think also that in like western society in america that we, uh, the United States of America, that we, um, in the U.S., I think that we really, really, there's, like, this cultural program of just, like, you've got to know who you are, and um, you have to be very clear and very certain about that. Um, you got to know where you're going, and you got to know how you're going to get there, and it's, like, a lot. So that works for people who have this defined, like, they've just got a clear sense of who they are, and they that energy is consistent within them so it's always present for them no matter if they're by themselves or if they're with a group of friends or out in the middle of New York City with a bunch of people. For people of this undefined such as yourself you might have felt pressure to figure that out like without this innate sense of like certainty around who you are you might have felt actually like you were on a quest to figure that out, to figure out who you are. Um, Because this is in white on your chart, undefined centers are in white. And these are the areas where you can actually um, absorb the energy. You can experience the energy from the world around you uh, and also amplify it. So these are also individuals who, if you've got like one particular friend with like super cool style that you're so into, you kind of adopt that style um, and not necessarily on purpose or intentionally, but like you can really easily do that when you're not conscious of it. Um, to give an example, 
one time my friend got a tattoo and um I did not get her tattoo, but I thought about it. Um, <laughs> and I also have an undefined self center. But um that's just an example of just like the little ways that this can manifest um for you. But something for you to know is one, like you don't have to be on that quest. Like who you are showing up as in the moment is exactly perfect, is exactly right. And also you don't have to try and figure out all the steps. Just take the next step that feels really resonant for you. Um, you don't have to uh, cling to, and this is getting a little bit into other parts of your chart. So you've got other openness in your mind center and crown center. And um, because of that, it indicates that you're likely super open-minded. And so considering how these things play together, like you don't have to have this big vision for yourself that you're just like going to stick yourself to um, and like commit to and follow through on and all that stuff. Like actually, no, like as a manifesting generator, especially do your spur of the moment thing that feels good in the moment. And when you have a big decision to make, give yourself the time to wait it out and become clear about it. But actually, like, other than that, just let your gut guide you. Because in addition to that emotional authority, you've also got what's called a defined sacral center. This is the red square that's in your chart. Um, and this is what's really, in addition to needing emotional clarity, you've also got this gut sensation that's speaking to you. That's like telling you like, hey, I'm here. Like, yes, I really want to go do that thing. Or like, no, I told mm -mm, not for me. Um, so like on the day to day in the moment, like um, like let's imagine a smaller decision. So this time it is like, hey, do you want to go to lunch? Just tune into your gut and be like, do I? Because that's really what's telling you like, yes or no. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh let that be your next step forward instead of feeling like you've got to like stick to the vision in your head because that vision that idea that you have of yourself is likely always going to change and and that's okay and it's always going to like flex and grow and expand and so like if you can just give yourself permission to be flexible to be fluid and to embrace that fluidity um that that'll bring you a lot of ease and fullness um yeah, so I just started flowing there. But well, I am, <laughs> but I am so glad you said that because I have always like felt bad about not having this like super grand planned out vision that I wanted in my life or like what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's really nice to hear you say that because it's kind of like a permission slip to be like, okay, you don't have to do that. Just go with whatever is feeling right to you in that moment. Exactly. Um, that like this is like one of the key reasons why I love human design. Like. Because, yeah, we can all experience our intuition and all that stuff, but human design is really telling you it's actually okay for you to be exactly who you are. Um, and it's probably those things that you're not, that you're super focused on. Mm. You know, like you were just like, I thought I had to like have this grand vision for my life. And it's actually like, no, like actually you can just be yourself and it's time for you to be yourself. The world thinks that. I love that. <laughs> oh man, that yeah, that that just feels very nice to hear, because it 
that's not even like the main like when you're in like the spiritual community it's like have this giant vision for your life have the certain thing going out and out so i like that perspective that's different yeah and and i'll just add like so because i know in yeah in like spiritual community and whatever there is a lot around being clear about who you are and what you want in life and like i think that there are moments where that can feel right even for you even for someone with an undefined self-center um and like for you, like knowing yourself, also just like different way of of that. So it might not necessarily be that you've got this grand vision, but the fact that you know that you're a fluid being, that you're like a shapeshifter, someone who like just experiments and and just takes the very next step. You know, um, that's a way that you can know yourself rather than. I'm going to be this person one day that's got like, I don't know, just a very detailed plan. But um, yeah, I think that there is a lot of like flexibility and you can always go with what feels good for you. If in a moment it ever feels like, um, I don't know, like you're really like um, wanting to set an intention to do something or or um, so you do get very specific about what you want to do and, and you start to envision the kind of person you could be like, that's also OK and fine. But I think it's when you start to feel like it's limiting you or it's holding mm-hmm. you back, or you're starting to feel stuck, that that's when it's like time to let it go. Totally, totally. All right. So how would you advise people to really reconnect with themselves? Ah, I love this. It really feels like it's a theme for this episode, which is cool. Um, Really just tuning into your body. Like, um, and actually there's um, uh, this practice that I love, which is um, where you can tune into your home frequency. And I first learned this from Miriam Hosea. She's an energy worker. Um, uh, but I've also heard it in, from other people as well, but just that your home frequency is really your core essence, your, um, individual, um, frequency. It's the way that you vibe. And so people can tune into this by simply using creative visualization and just closing their eyes, giving themselves a few deep breaths and just imagining and really getting, uh, making it a sensory experience to really um, just notice what is their energy like? What's their home frequency like? Because that home frequency is really like your your energetic baseline. It's um, how you know what's for you and what feels like you. And so uh, just for an example, and you could really use your mind and be creative, But the way that I see my home frequency is I just see like colors and um, I'll imagine like it's almost like I'm swimming in like an ocean of just color and it'll be like just different colors. And um, I know what it feels like for me as well. Um, And so it's like getting really clear on that feeling and the way that it looks within the way that you can even assign smells to it. If there's a smell that you just love that just feels like you, you know, you can um, even think like, okay, this is, this is my frequency. This is me. Um, 
And being in tune with that, without the labels, without all the, the structure around it, is really how you can start to um, be more connected to yourself. I really love that. I'm going to definitely try that and, like, figure out what's my own home frequency because <laughs> that sounds really cool. So where can people find you? And, yeah, where can people find you on the interwebs? So people can find me at willowrising.co. Um, and people can find me on Instagram at willow.rising. And I love to chat with people. Um, you'll see me in my stories. And, uh, yeah, I love to, um, talk with people on there and share lots of good stuff on self-care, magic, and, uh, human design. Well, thank you so much for coming on and teaching us about the wondrous world of human design and breaking it down for us in the easy, digestible ways that we can all just take in one step at a time. Thank you. It's my pleasure. All right. And then this episode is probably going to be out next week, if you're wondering. So that is it for today's episode. If you listen and like the Reconnection podcast, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. It helps me so much and helps people find the show. You can also find me on YouTube, Instagram, and Pinterest at A Willow Soul for more content. And until next time, bye.